Shut up, I love it. Alright everybody, it's Bugs Bunny here, and shut up, I love it! No, that wasn't Bugs Bunny, that was me, and I love Bugs Bunny, so shut up. Joe Cabello here with Sasha Filer. Yes, I don't need to introduce myself because Joe just did it. I am indeed Sasha Filer, and here we have a very special guest. He is an actor, comedian, voice actor, writer. He's so many things that I can't even begin to tell you, but you can look him up as well as look in the description of this episode and find all his credits on your own. Welcome, Andrew Cornelius. Hello, hello. The man with the best last name I know. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great actor name, and everyone thinks it's fake. But I I didn't even pick it. It's uh, <laughs> it's like it's like being known as Doctor Teeth, and then you have to become a dentist or something. Yeah, which actually just sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Stephen King early like novella when he was on. Cocaine. Yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. Teeth. Yeah. It, it's still it's still I, I don't know about the novella. It's it might still be a thousand pages for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. With a lot of child sexual acts that no one <laughs> oh. seems to question. You don't want to know. You don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember being reading Stephen King, and it's like, oh, in hindsight, now I'm like, yeah, those kids really got it on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about Stephen King because he's internationally and universally beloved, especially by me. Andrew, aside from our uh, routine discussion of your amazing last name, what are you here to talk about? Uh, I, I would like to talk about what I think is one of the the best shows on television in, in multi-layers, Ooh. and that is Moonshiners. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm excited today to talk to you either about the themes and the conflict, the characters. Uh, I might be able to even reveal some information that you don't know. I hope so. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a home brewer myself, so I have a critique of, of what they're working on. I, I am happy to talk about it all because I finally have someone who uh, is interested in and hearing what I have to enough. say about moonshiners. <laughs> by, by contract, interested. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm laughing so hard, annoyingly in the background, and I'm like crying. That's how hard I'm laughing. Because um, last time Andrew was on uh, Shut Up, I Love It, he equally passionately defended Alien 3, which he claimed to be the best Alien movie of the franchise. And, and this is exactly, Andrew, is you are the type of guest that Shut Up, I Love It loves. Because you don't just bring something, you're like, well, it's not as bad as people say. You come in passionately, you walk in, you say, hey, this it's is the, the best shit. TV yeah. show. I, I'm, I'm ready to defend it. I've got... I've got this time I brought notes, uh, and I uh, no, nobody likes to be corrected, especially on their show. But just so we don't get hater comments, mm-hmm. it was Alien Four that I I, I said. Oh my was god, the I'm so sorry. No, no oh, that I does just change things. That I just don't want things. people to be like, I'm I so thought sorry. he hated Fincher's Alien Three, and I'm like, mm. no, no, it was Alien Four that right, I right, adore. The reboot. Yes, true. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it, that's a totally different conversation. But I love it still. It's a great conversation that everybody should check out. One of the earlier, uh, most beloved, I would say, episodes uh, of Shut Up, I Love It. But let's go back to Moonshiners. Moonshiners, yeah. Why is this a good topic for Shut Up, I Love It? I think I know why, but please, you tell me. (laughs) So everybody knows that like reality TV is 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 a guilty pleasure, and you know it's it's like uh, you know it's like uh, if if food uh, if it were food, it's like nutritionless. 
for <laughs> sure. But but Moonshiners especially is is this amazing show that like at first you think they're making fun fun of these backwoods people, but instead it's like highlighting the conflicts that they have that like they're man versus self, man versus man, man versus <laughs> nature, man versus society. I'm like this is Shakespearean wow. in nature, and to boot you learn how to make moonshine. It's it's like a how to <laughs> manual. Yeah, very, very scientific, and it seems like most people would lump this in with shows from the the similar shows from the production company and otherwise that are um, kind of cheesy. You have your Duck Dynasties, your like living in the uh, Alaskan tundra shows, um, and I think a lot of people do write those shows off. Um, it's they lump them in still with like The Bachelor, and I think they are a different type of reality show than something like The Bachelor. I do want to clarify, though, Joe, when you say living in Alaskan Tundra, are you referring to the show that uh, will come up a lot in this episode called Alone? No. Okay, good. All right, just making sure, just saving it for later for the I ratings forget what and the things show, like yeah. that. I forget what the mm-hmm. show is called, but it's like... Um, it's just about like three different families that live in Alaska. Got it. Yeah, but Duck Dynasty, I think it's a great comparison, which we don't have to compare anything right now, but it is an interesting like sort of layout of the landscape. Well, yeah, I just uh, like to always say, why don't people like this or appreciate mm-hmm. it? And I think these are why. kind of the, these are the reasons and the fakeness that people aren't sure of still to this day with this show and others <laughs> that I mm-hmm. really hope that you can speak to because that's another thing that's kept me off of these shows. Um, is just like, ah, uh, they, they are reality TV, but I don't know how much they are, and I don't like that feeling. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I'd say, like, the first thing to address, Joe, is, is that you're, you're spot on, is that, uh, <laughs> like, The Bachelor's very limited in, in its stories, right? Like, it's, it's a, a lonely person looking through a bunch of people, <laughs> and then, like, sometimes alcohol is involved, and they, the people fight each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, this is very similar to, like, a Duck Dynasty in that mm-hmm. uh, frequently they have to, like, redo their still site. I don't know why <laughs> always, but they there's don't always, always a reason. That you're like, oh, we got we to gotta abandon this still site and start a new one. And, like, they, they, these guys are construction guys in many cases. Or, like, they'll bring in a special guest to assemble something out of, uh, like, limited materials, which I, I think is fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of more meat to this show, and some even like a Duck Dynasty, I would say, falls more into even a Kardashians show, while uh, maybe Moonshiners is a little higher than that, I think, in the reality TV and what it's offering. Um, but why don't before we get too into it, talk about some of our history with it. Sasha, did you know anything about Moonshiners before this? I actually did not. Therefore, I suspect some people people might not know about it either. Um, so, I, what about you, Joe? And then I want to have Andrew kind of break it down just, a little just bit more. Break it down a little bit for those people who haven't seen. What about you, Joe? Have you seen the show before? Yes, I actually had. This is like what I call one of like my visiting my parents' house show <laughs> because they'll they have like cable and stuff, so they'll have just the TV cable on. Cable family, I remember that. Yeah, and I. I will have like Hulu and stuff. So, you know, you're kind of more selective with the whatever mm-hmm. shows you watch. Uh, so I would go there and they'd have it on and I would watch it. And I actually like really enjoy it. It's not something I'd necessarily like seek out on my own to watch it. But it's like a lovely like watch with friends and family show. So I was mm-hmm. like a pretty big fan of it. But I wouldn't say like I loved it or anything. It's just like, oh, it's on. Not cool. Yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see it. That could change my mind. 
Um, but yeah, so I was, I wasn't like, uh, I was so tepid about jumping into this and like watching an episode with intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't necessarily hating it. Uh, so yeah, right. why don't you give us some, tell us exactly what this show is, Andrew. All right. So, so Moonshiners is a, mm-hmm. a reality show and it has its roots in moonshining, which goes all the way back to like U.S. history terms like the Whiskey Rebellion. So there was this time in like the Appalachian area, like uh, the Appalachian about West Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky. And uh, at the time, farmers uh, would take extra grain and mill that up and then distill that and make alcohol, which they could then sell. But then, like shortly after George Washington took charge, uh, the we had like an excise tax, and all of a sudden, uh, what became just like a, a commerce activity became a regulated activity, and that's kind of like the birth of the moonshiners. Like goes back almost two hundred years. Is that these people in in the woods try to set up illicit stills and use the grains or berries or fruit that they have in excess. And they use that and ferment it in a mash and distill it and then sell that and avoid the law in the process, paying no excise tax. So, uh, you know, making stuff with like extra uh, things that would have been discarded anyway or they couldn't make money. They, they pull money almost out of the air in liquor and uh, all of a sudden they have a, a business that is illegal. And that is mm-hmm. the origin of Moonshining. Moonshiners, the show, is... Uh, so it's supposed to kind of take us through the story of, of some of these actual moonshiners. And uh, I won't lie. Uh, I am well aware that because I have the Internet that uh, a couple of these main characters, mm-hmm. they have legal distilleries and you could purchase their liquor. We could have Drizzly deliver it mm-hmm. now if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, the footage that we see uh, shows in many cases how they make moonshine and how they get around and circumvent the laws in that production. And just to insert here really quick, I just learned, because I also have internet, Andrew, believe it or not. <laughs> the brags that, all around. Uh, <laughs> that the show was initially pitched as a uh, legal distillery show. Yes. So that's and why so, and it's then a they real realized, twist. Yeah. yeah. And then they realized, so probably they probably had these characters in mind. And, you know, characters is literally how in reality TV making, they usually producers refer to their subjects. Um, having worked and edited a bunch of reality shows myself, but um, but yeah, so it's interesting. But then they realize like that would be too boring. We need to get ille- like Ill- as illegal as we c- can possibly do that. Yeah. So that's uh, that, that. I think that explains the show. Yeah. So there's just like a few characters and. Well, you told us to watch four episodes. Uh, uh, we mm-hmm. watched. Uh, some of them i've watched all of them i did fast forward through some of them but I well, did it, it, it has a format like american mm-hmm. greed like it tells you what they're about to do and then goes to commercial break and then mm-hmm. shows that and then like teases the next thing they're gonna do mm-hmm. really the show probably could be edited down to 18 minutes <laughs> i think even uh, shorter i think possibly even shorter and that's it's a funny thing with these um types of that format and i don't it's very stuck to reality TV, where it is, like you said, like, this is what's going to happen. Then it Next sort of on. happens, commercial, we show everything again, and then the thing happens. 
Uh, and it's for commercialist viewing. Very strange. <laughs> right. Uh, like we just said that. Now yeah. we're seeing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of odd. I wonder what the show would look like if it went to like straight to Netflix and was like edited for that. I do wonder what that show is because there is some interesting stuff here. Yeah, and I think that like that's why another reason I love it is like this is the brainless kind of activity. If you if you zoned out for a second or answered a text message, this is perfect perfect viewing for that. Like unlike like the undoing, if you missed like a clue, you, mm. you're done in a serialized format. Like mm-hmm. this one's like you have like two or three chances to to catch on to what's happening. Yeah, it's and perfect that's, to TV. Nicole Kidman. It's, of the show. it's perfect TV in terms of like that criteria of can you um, fold clothes while watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that way, it's, it definitely <laughs> serves TV very well. So great. I, I think um, as we proceed, um, it's important to right away um, highlight the biggest sort of internet um, point of discussion about Moonshiners, right? Um, as we keep going. And the biggest thing is that it's all fake. So mm-hmm. uh, we kind of hinted on that, but um, it's uh, something Discovery Channel has denied. I'm sure the production company has denied as well. The cast, and <laughs> the cast themselves. The cast themselves. Uh, but so I imagine it's funny, like just working as a producer or editor in that um, on that show must be like one of the biggest things as you come on to like edit or produce that season it's probably like how do we make it as convincing that this is still as real as possible even though the internet is saying the opposite so how, what are your feelings on that uh andrew and the fact that it is completely manufactured or maybe you have a different opinion about that i i have i have a different opinion on that and, right, and that's that's why i love the show so much is that i i think i've cracked the case so it, some <laughs> of the conflict there's there's two characters mike and jerry mm-hmm. and they are the heels they're like it is manufactured like wrestling there's a they're always like doing something that causes the other moonshiners to be angry including they blew up a still but if you know like if I've also worked in reality TV, like there's no way that they threw a piece of dynamite into a still and the cameras were there to record it. I, I understand that's probably not real, but I, like to me that kind of heightens the, the story line that like, I know I, I'd like still like to see how it resolves. And uh, I think that that's, that's fantastic. I also think that like some of the conflict is manufactured in the sense of like, why do we have to move the still site this season? We, we always have to move the still site. We're always seconds away from the law finding us. Maybe, maybe not. But I do enjoy like the manufacture of the still site and the idea that like there's conflict is like that these, these handymen try to like figure out how to like get the water in, get the electricity going, set up a still without it blowing up. Those are all real things that could happen. Uh, the still could tip over. Uh, the mash can go wrong. I think a lot of those elements are very real. Uh, the law enforcement, it, okay, so here's how I think it works. I think they aren't actually moonshining at the moment that we see it come out of the still. You could run water and vinegar, which is the cleaning solution that you would use in a still, and then just go, mmm, mm-hmm. tastes good. But the process is still the same, like uh, water vapor that would leak out of a copper pipe. That's real. And so they, if they found a leak there, that's, that's, a, that's a way of finding leaks. So like that's a real problem, even though it's not a actual liquor coming out of, the, out of the pipes at that moment. So if like a ATF agent were to show up, 
I mean, it's going to smell like uh, like an old old timing cleaning solution of just water and vinegar. That that's that would be my guess. Uh, the other times, like where they're running the moonshine, no one knows what's in those gallon jars. It could be water. Uh, it could be any any li- liquid uh, that's clear. Yeah. So I think that that's how they avoid some of the the illegality of it. Yeah, I believe the cops have come out on record and said like they're not doing anything illegal. That's why we're not you know, using the footage to like catch them or doing anything. And that's been like a big part of the public being like, okay, well, yeah, if the cops aren't are saying it's not illegal. The whole show is false, but I do think it is like these guys are doing what they would actually do. If they were doing illegal moonshine, they're just not actually doing it. <laughs> it's like very weird. It's like, right, so you could I- trust the expertise and the experience. And that point of view is what the producers and the production company, which apparently is very known for making, quote unquote, very fake, very produced, quote unquote, reality TV shows. And uh, to quote Jay Hunter, frequent guest of the show, when I asked him if he ever heard of the reality production company, he said, he said, no, but they're from New York. And that's usually a red flag that they're pieces of shit who just take everything. <laughs> so, and I said, can I quote you on that? And he said, yes. So shout out. I don't, you know, we don't know any of these people. They might be nicest people. But the thing is... Um, do you want me to say the production company name or are we, are we avoiding that? Oh, no, I think we can say the production company name because, it's, I mean, it's, it's very searchable. It's Magilla. It's Magilla Entertainment. Magilla, right. And yeah. then they've made Also a known for Long Island Medium or something That's like right. that. That's right. Which, yeah. Uh, but uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, he said notoriously shitty and sketchy. That's what he said. <laughs> All New York companies, uh, yeah. reality TV. Oh, but so, nice. well, I think it's it's interesting that like Virginia state law, uh, state um uh, officials said that uh, well, they should Discovery should put a disclaimer saying none of this is real, and Discovery Channel is like we're not going to do that um, because I think that's their way to get more viewers is just to play it as real mm-hmm. as possible to be like these people are in danger, and just when cops come over and they don't arrest anybody on cameras, is well um, yeah exactly it's those like crazy laws that uh, you know backwards laws that protect us meanwhile the funniest thing i think is that all of these characters are constantly get arrested but not for moonshining making like they get arrested constantly for everything but making of the moonshine <laughs> the thing they do yeah like do you do you uh dui what is yeah, it yeah dui dui because there's possession. the dui <laughs> yeah there's dui and then there's the do it yourself and i always mix up the D- two. yeah dwi yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, do it yourself. But yeah, so in, and then like <laughs> possession of a legal firearm. That's usually like why they get arrested. But, uh, but it is interesting. So I, I want to ask you here, Andrew, is the most affection do you feel like what is the most affection that I, I can sense in your voice? I can see it in your Zoom eyes. Uh, what is this uh, affection mostly uh, motivated by? Your love for the characters, which usually is the case for, I think, why people come back, especially for reality shows. Is it for, like you're saying, the theme and the challenges, the Shakespearean storytelling? Uh, or is it for just the adorable accents that they have? Because you are a prolific <laughs> voice actor that probably gets very excited <laughs> when he hears funny accents. Do tell. Oh boy, there's there's a lot to unpack. But if I have to pick, I pick one. It's it's actually more the the, the personal connection. Uh, I think like for me, being like a home brewer, I can follow the steps. And mm. I've never made moonshine, but I I get. I'm like there. This, this is this is instructing me. Like this now, I get why this belongs on the Discovery Channel. 
because tying in with the illegality, like when we see them mash up those peaches in uh, in, mm-hmm. in the, like the recent episode, and they're trying to make peach brandy in that first step, that that actually isn't illegal. Anyone could do that, and that's mm-hmm. part of like that's covered under the the home brewing law that uh, Jimmy Carter put in. That place. you were under. <laughs> and also, I am. Yeah. yeah. So. And so up to up to that point, uh, we all can make that. We can all do those steps just fine without breaking any laws. Uh, but that's kind of like what ties me to it. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, if only I had a still and the laws were different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm like, I think I could figure it out from there. All, all we have to do is take that and then like run it up, toss off the heads and the tails because those are poisonous. And I get that's that's probably why home uh-huh. home distilling is illegal because nobody wants to go go blind yeah. uh, in the process. Probably not. Yeah, uh, that's that's a risk. It's a risk. Uh, <laughs> But it it, it it isn't uh it isn't it isn't uh hard to do like after mm-hmm. they've shown how it's done and, and a lot of these guys are probably better carpenters than they are cooks and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it goes uh, but I do I do uh, like right, right from the very pilot the, the pilot like Tim Smith uh, he is in the pilot and was like the original character. Uh, his accent is amazing. I'm still trying. It's like it's like Foghorn Leghorn, but not doing a, uh, uh, a, a, a like a, a courtroom impression. It's like, oh, we're gonna go down here and uh, make us some liquors, and I don't know how how good it's gonna come, but we, we'll see. And like uh, as you watch, if you watch, like I have almost every episode, uh, the uniform changes. So they go from like civilian clothes to like you know you're a main character when you're wearing overalls. Like that's how. <laughs> The the I, think, I think that's overalls. how he started off, right? Completely naked, but with the overalls. Yeah, and and yeah. They, they stuck with it, and so like his his character <laughs> costume then became everybody's costume, mm. which is like if you watch some of the earlier episodes, like they're not in uh, overalls, <laughs> but like like uh, Tim Smith's uh, who is so popular and like his attitude and affectations that like they're like yes. If you're a moonshiner, you're wearing coveralls. <laughs> yeah, he tested better in coveralls, so we right. have to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's a very good scene in that first episode where he gets in a showdown with a uh, a guy and his wife. The wife is holding a shotgun, and then he's just there threatening the guy, but you can't even tell just because of how he talks. I got a shotgun there, and I shoot it pretty well. I could shoot it anywhere. Like, oh shit! He's threatening this guy. Yeah, yeah. This this show is. I'm not surprised why people would like this show because it's essentially crack TV. Like this is it's uses the same thing that food does when they're like, "Well, just put a bunch of sugar in it and people <laughs> will like it." Because it has it does the no perfect editing of the uh yeah, no uh no distillery puns there. <laughs> but it has that perfect editing of like, "Oh, something's crazy going to happen. You have to wait. Oh, there's the and it release mm-hmm. and it's just so simple that it draws you in." But I think that's also what probably keeps so many people away from it people who do want to watch the undoing and feel very smart and uh and not give themselves to these shows sure but i would say that undoing is a uh, as in the, for some reason i came up like as the biggest comparison to the show <laughs> i don't know why 
I mean, I feel like we should. Oh, dude, um, if David Kelly listens to this podcast, he's like, why are you comparing my work of he art? He definitely listens to this. He's a well, that's the, the like, you know, it's any prestige show. You could even take, like, mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit, the people, even though oh, that is, like. Please, I can make an episode of how much I hate it. How much you hate it. I haven't mm-hmm. watched it, but I've just, I've, from what I've heard, you know, it's still, people, people it. would probably rather watch that who are in that TV mindset than a I, reality I get so show. many recommendations for that. And I'm just like, meh. meh. And, yep. and uh, Carrie hates it. She mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, nice. Would, Shout she's, out. Uh, she's like, I can not, talk to her about it. No, okay. she's like, why are we still watching this? This is not, this is not good. I don't want to, I don't even want to finish. And I'm like, I can't wait I to watch it. I totally it. understand her. <laughs> but what the show I wanted to bring up is um, Alone. And the show, like, which, you know, I mentioned earlier. And I would bring it up because it will come up in the ratings for me. And I want to say that this is exactly, which seem to be, uh, which which seem to attract the same viewership. But yet, um, the big difference I think is that Show Long, right? So Show Long is created by um, our acquaintance and f- actually very good friend for real of the show who came on the show before, uh, co-created by uh, producer Zach Green. It's about people individually surviving in the Arctic by themselves. Um, so that is also about show about like kind of um, it's similar in the sense that it's uh, in a wilderness. It's a more like woman or man against nature surviving on their own and against themselves because they're so long in the Arctic by themselves surviving with minimal just tools and no food. Um, so I, I think the reason maybe. Some people might not watch Moonshiners and will watch Alone is because Alone is so real. Uh, although it is a competition show. It's well, not yeah, they're almost show. separate because we're talking about reality show as far as competition, which is generally like very real. Any competition reality show not is, well, yes. is, is generally they keep those pretty real versus reality TV as an aesthetic. And I think this goes into the category of reality TV as an aesthetic. So they are very different in that way. I understand. So the competition shows are different from narrative reality shows. But there's such a thing as produced, uh, as in a sense produced means um, staged by the producers, um, pre-antagonized by the producers and all the other things that people do in the competition shows, including Survivor and stuff like that. Like there is just behind the scenes, there's a lot of producers being worried that the show is not going their way and forcing things into existence. And a lot of times it reads that way when you watch it or you just know about it. But alone, the beauty of alone, which we're not talking about, but it's something that maybe stands out differently, is that they are there are no uh, cameramen, there is no crew, and the people shoot everything themselves and um, there's just nothing to fake because they don't interact with any other human beings except themselves and their cameras. So I just wanted to make that point because it will come back later when I rate the show against that. But we should probably go back to Moonshiners and like see if at least we talk about the pilot, right? So Andrew, you really like got me very interested when you said about the Shakespearean themes. Uh, how do you see these themes portrayed in the pilot of the show? Because you gave us a pilot to watch, which is very narrative and sets up the world and the characters. You also gave us like a clip show, <laughs> like clip show to watch, right? I, I watched Where, the summit. Is that the one you're yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Secret summit. With like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the secret, secret summit. Undisclosed I, location. So I, yeah. I do love the show, but I'm like, that cabin looks like a studio. Like that, oh, I'm pretty sure. It's so comfortable. That's the secret. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so there's the producer like dude sitting there with uh, the all the guys. Uh, and it's a clip show, meaning they're talking about it and referring to everything that's either happened in season eight or will happen in season eight. I think happened has happened in season eight, right, Andrew? Yeah, at that point, it's odd. Like, it's so scheduling wise, like it is the second episode, but then it like goes into everything that's going to happen in season eight. Wow, well, they do what they want. Well, it's I mean, like yeah. one of the, yeah, they've filmed it, so they're sure. Like every uh, the pilots usually, or not pilots, but the first episodes of the season usually end with that like. And now, what's gonna happen later? And you mm-hmm. see, like, yeah, the I would have thought that would have been the first episode of season eight, but instead, it's like the second maybe they had extra footage. I I don't really remember. <laughs> maybe they had some the good story to tease, like to start off everybody, like in in the in the pilot of the season eight or first episode of season eight. Yeah, but that's okay. Cool. So, what w- what are the themes and the things that like and the tensions that get set up early on that? you follow through having watched all 10 seasons or i guess we're in the middle of season 10 right now well, uh, I'm, I'm not happy to address the pilot so there's there's two like major things we haven't talked about yet about the pilot like that sets it up is that uh there was uh jesse tate it's it's kind of the story between tim smith who is outside the law and mm. jesse tate who is the law and right like it's a dichotomy and the way it's edited makes it seem like they're chasing or avoiding each other. <laughs> where, where they're like, I think they're in different states. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's guess. True. It's Je- so true. Jesse Tate was upset about uh, about the first season, I believe, because he thought <laughs> that they is were doing correct. Something else. Yeah. That's so, funny. like in the Shakespearean sense, like as the villain or like an early <laughs> early character, he's written off uh, essentially. Like, yeah, he didn't want to participate anymore, mm-hmm. and he lasted one season. And that whole storyline of like who is the law and how close they are, it all just becomes an ambiguous law from from then on out. <laughs> Does it? What's the closest they ever come to like catching somebody on camera or, or anything like that? Or is it? Does it ever happen? Or uh, I don't seem to recall a single episode. Yeah. Like most episodes are like they see a spotlight or they're yeah, like yeah. somebody on an ATV, yeah, and yeah. we never find out whether or not that person is the law or just mm-hmm. somebody who like wandered into the shooting area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the the irony of like, oh, I got to do this quick. I'm hiding, and you have a camera guy with this big camera <laughs> 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. It's like I think we're drawing <laughs> attention to ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or like, like in the pilot, <laughs> right? Or in the pilot when there's another gentleman and a lady with a gun, right? Try to yeah, block. Yeah, him that the scene bridge. I was talking about earlier when he yeah. threatens oh, her. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. What um, are those so- people thinking? You know, they're like, "Well, there's a camera. <laughs> what is going Nobody on?" It's like, it. I'm going to commit murder with this camera yeah. rolling right, right here. Right, right, right. Yeah. That lady. I do like that lady. A shout out, fan of the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great. Uh, so, well, the, well, there's one yeah. other part. I, 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 like mm-hmm. uh, the show is based on like the real life moonshiner Popcorn Sutton, who they use some of the yes. footage from yes. in there. And so, like of the reality TV, like he is more like your alone situation in that he never appeared on camera. He, there was a documentary about him, uh, but in the end, like he lived the real lifestyle and kind of popularized moonshining mm-hmm. and they use him like as a kind of like a godfather figure he's the del blows of moonshining <laughs> there you That's, go uh, unfortunately accurate yes. <laughs> yeah. 
He like is a tiny Del Close, uh, tiny size wise. He's as he, big as Del Close. In the he world, actually has the same that. beard and haircut yeah. though as Del, yeah. like later age Del Close. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I actually he might be my favorite character of this, and even though he is unfortunately not a character, and there's like still questions like should have they even included him or not because he had committed, spoiler alert, suicide. Tell, tell us, Andrew, prior to the show. Yeah, so he really did get picked up by ATF agent, not, you know, as part of the show, but, like, as part of his life. Like, he lived it, and... Uh, I think he told the guy, like, an undercover guy, like, he has, like, nine, I don't know, like, billion <laughs> bottles of munch. Like, he bragged to, like, an right. undercover cop. That's right. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I got it right here enough to convict me for 15 years. Oh, <laughs> that little guy, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Del, what did you do? Del, what did you, so they got him, right, but... Yeah. What did he do? Well, uh, re- he's sentenced, and while he's out, he just uh, takes like one of those uh, tanks and is, like sucks down carbon monoxide and puts himself to sleep forever to forever. avoid jail. And uh, the episodes that I've watched that you told us to watch, Andrew, the characters in Moonshiners, the TV show, they refer to him with so much love and affection. And... Um, they also uh, have a lot of respect for the fact that he did commit suicide. They're like, well, <laughs> yeah, he, he did he leave the out. world on his own terms. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it, exactly. well, it's like a samurai style code of honor. Like, mm-hmm. rather than uh, be disgraced by being locked up, like, he just. Yeah, uh, with his own machinery, his own yeah. tool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah. that's very using his own tool. He didn't yep. use a shotgun. He used the distillery equipment. Oh, that's incredible. As as he lived, he shall die. And there you go. Yeah. I, I, was, I have yeah, I haven't yeah, I haven't thought of it like that. It's it's crazy it's that very, he did like very yeah. interesting. So that that's that's one of the reasons. Like the pilot was filled with the like a true antagonist against a Tim Smith who's already on the other side of the law, plus like a godfather figure who sets up the code of this world in Popcorn Sutton. Yeah, and they were lucky. I think you kind of mentioned this uh, in brief, but the footage from him is from a documentary from 2002, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. They're just like, hey, take Take that documentary footage. We have a show. That was probably the pitch for the show. Was like, hey, oh, for sure we got all this footage. <laughs> so he we're actually make a had show. a few documentaries made about him. Like that's how big that motherfucker was. And I think he was like encouraging people to make movies and documentaries about him. Like he was quote unquote discovered in twenty in two thousand two when they were making like documentary about Appalachian um, uh, accents. But they were like, wait, this guy is bigger than an, ac- an accent. He is a legend, which, of course, mm-hmm. he is. And when the guys talk about him, there's not even, like, a moment of, like, sadness. And I'm, and I'm, and I, but they, so much affection. Like, they applaud him to the very end, the way he left. And, and, uh, and he, he's a legend because one of the episodes, Andrew, right, deals with what the... Potential yeah, he, be, he becomes a plot point. Like uh, they want to honor him, or in many cases, like the idea is, as an outlaw, he may have hidden a stash mm-hmm. a of stash. popcorn Sutton alcohol. And I'm sure that's that's probably the case. Like uh, if you are buying moonshine, everyone's like, I mean, there's no way to verify. Like this was this was popcorn yeah. Sutton. There's it, like he's not going to be come out and like ah little Del Close. Uh, I'll tell you what, that is mine. <laughs> Del Close. Like, there's Somewhere no way Del to know. Close, right? There's no way to know because it's in a. It's in a, a canning jar with a lid. 
<laughs> so I was so excited to hear that we are talking about moonshiners because even though it seems like a very American thing, wouldn't you think, right? Like it's very like regional American part they, of history. They say so. Yeah, they really brag about that almost in very vague ways too. <laughs> like this has yeah. been around. This was here when we <laughs> liberated ourselves. You're like, what are you talking about? Well, I think that's like, right. That's what they do the show. They're like, this show is not, and, and that's not what I'm saying, but I think that is a point of like the show's not about some like rednecks making uh like a dumb alcohol that can blind them this is a show about f friendship and history and carrying on the tradition to pass down from generation to generation like mm -hmm. that's what this show about and i was gonna say like i actually come from a family of moonshiners so Ooh. being from siberia i was you know, like when I heard Moonshiners, I was like, oh, I gotta like text my mom, see what the deal is. So I texted my mom. I was like, did my grandma make her, her mom make a bunch of moonshine? She's like, yeah, she always was making a moonshine uh, with like her apparatus. So she was like an employed Soviet lady, but she was also making moonshine and she was selling and a lot of times selling, but also giving away to people as gifts because bribery is so big in Russia and was even bigger in Soviet Union. So that was like her one of her incomes. So she was a moonshiner. And then follow up, my mom sent me a text message later saying, oh, I actually forgot to mention that your dad was also a moonshiner. <laughs> like, my, <laughs> like my dad, like before I was born. What? He was no, 180 characters she couldn't remember. Like, oh, you know who else was? Uh, it even, was crazy. Even, so even when closer I say, to you. <laughs> so when I say I come from family of moonshiners, I mean, they were doing other things as well, aside from making moonshine. And they did seem to wear shirts for the most part. Like they just didn't put overalls on a naked, hairy body <laughs> or hairless bodies. Uh, but they, they were moonshiners nonetheless. I mean, this is this is this is like we're talking, we're talking a tradition stopped cold. Like that's what happens, y'all, when you don't pass on the tradition to the next generation. It gets lost because yeah. I don't know shit about shit. I would not be allowed on like, anything chemical related. Like I'm, I'm a danger to everything. So. That's why Moonshiners is the show is big because it is about preserving the tradition. And we do see like a young boy, right? This son in the pilot to yeah. the main character. Yeah, Does he come up later on? Uh, I don't think, I don't think many, <laughs> it, it, the same character, the, the characters who make it are, were the ones that you saw in the kind of the, uh, the, the, the summit. The so yeah, 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 the like, summit, the summit. A lot of them are like more like a guest star where they come in and uh, mm. the the, the storyline is, is pretty consistent, but it's always a good story to me. And the, like the young person will come in for like an episode mm -hmm. and then they'll find a reason. And, and the, the, the patron uh, of, of the moonshine is like, I'm going to take you under my wing. And then the, that, that then later they go, ah, moonshine is going to be in your blood forever once you mm -hmm. start. You'll never be able to get it out. <laughs> and, and then like two episodes later, they're like, I got it out. Uh, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> so Somebody probably I'm, told I'm, me I'm that out. when I was like six years old. <laughs> they're like, yeah. look. Try it. <laughs> this should be in your blood. Try it. Yeah. But, uh, that's, have you guys ever had moonshine? Have you ever drunk, drank like straight up moonshine? Have you ever had any of that? Um, I had a, uh, a friend's dad who made something. And I can't verify exactly what it was, but it okay. was real tough to drink. <laughs> and uh, those I, things are tough to drink, right? This oh, was, this was very strong, and I don't think he was like, you know, he, he was aiming to just make something strong. Versus, I think sometimes these guys are 
aiming to do specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a woman go cross-eyed in front of me drinking it. Mm-hmm. Like, just lose herself with her son on her lap. So uh, that's the only time I really had it. And then, of course, you see, like, the legal moonshine that is, uh, like, BevMo and mm. stuff that makes me not even know what moonshine really is. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I haven't so had moonshine, but I, my memories are, so, sorry, like, my memories are only of how bad it smells. Like, I feel like I've smelled it when I was little. And, like, I mean, I never tasted it. What about you, Andrew? I mean, it sounds like you have a lab at your home so tell us everything <laughs> like i need to know what is what are you making in general like tell us uh so yeah th- i think there there's 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 something there's the like when moonshine comes off the still uh it, it is way too strong to be drunk it's mainly supposed to be for like cleaning or, or something like that uh but then this kind of ties into the, the the your grandmother sort of thing like it was also intentionally uh, that strong because you would use it for something else, meaning like you'd either add berries or you'd cut it so that you have more. Uh, cut it with water is, is good enough to lower the proof into something that you could actually drink. Uh, so, yeah, I have had moonshine before and I have had like that still strength. Uh, and it's pretty it's uh, it's undrinkable. Yeah, it's, it's not something you would enjoy for any reason. Uh but, uh, there, you know, I've also had uh, what they call like white lightning or sometimes white dog. I've had that from Maker's Mark, and that is uh, their corn whiskey that comes off the still. And that's before it goes into the barrel, which gives it like the copper color and, uh, and the other flavors. Mm-hmm. But it just tastes like super sweet, like ethanol liquor. Like if you added sugar to vodka and maybe a hint of corn, that, that's exactly mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. like a white white dog or white lightning tastes like and and again like that's not so strong that you can't get it at bevmo like that's but you're right it's not it's not uh it confuses you as to like what what is this supposed to be mm-hmm. so yeah. what are you making at home andrew ah uh, uh right now it's, it's kind of a i got a couple of things going uh a, a couple experiments uh so my, my favorite whiskey is the japanese whiskey uh specifically mm-hmm. uh the suntory suntory uh, yeah yes mm-hmm. so th- there's three distilleries that suntory owns and those are like th- the best and there was a time when it was like a value buy almost like a japanese car like mm-hmm. manufactured perfectly achieved price and, it, and then it won all these awards and became like highly sought after and as the the price went up uh and the supply d- diminished like it kept moving in that direction to like now it's completely unaffordable mm. uh, i found that toki is a, a blended whiskey from suntory but they don't waste any time they're like put it in a barrel okay it's out and then they ship it mm. right away because <laughs> they don't want to wait 15 years no. uh <laughs> to get it out the door uh however I have like a jar of my own Suntory uh, steeping in the same kind of like birch and oak chips that they use in their barrels. So my hope is that over this season with the, like the weather contracting, uh, with the weather like getting colder and hotter, uh, that the alcohol will seep into those uh, wood chips and then mm-hmm. expand back out and go in and out just like it would if I had like a huge distillery with all those barrels. And so, so my, you took Suntory and you poured into like the birch container. Uh, just not a container, even just chopped birch. Chopped birch. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same kind of stuff that I, I bought it like at a homebrew store. So mm-hmm. as if like as if someone took it an like a hacksaw or or a, something to the barrel and just broke it up into little pieces. Uh, so later I'll strain it, but uh, hopefully with uh, the change in 
kind of weather that we have here in California. And uh, uh, like the smaller surface area to wood ratio, it, it should age faster. And I'm going to see if I can move it faster through time than they can. So take like a $36 whiskey and make it a $100 one. Nice. That's fun. And I think that's what kind of this show does. It gives you into that appreciation of like, um, how, how is the mastercraft of that? You know, like how deep does it get? And when you talk about things like that, like, oh, being mindful of temperature and how the temperature is going to interact with it. Um, I think many people can kind of find an in and how it's exciting to actually brew your own stuff and so yeah, this... and it was actually inspired by Moonshiners. That's where I kind of got the idea was that like uh, they went into like a deep dive of how they took their uh, clear corn liquor and once they put it in the barrel, it like changes over. And I was like, is it just because it touches the wood? And they're like, well, no. In the same episode, they expa- like ex- explained how mm-hmm. uh, the seasons affect how it imparts the flavor. And that's how you learn about your, yeah. Yeah, yeah, changes of temperature. Some people see uh, check out Wikipedia. I I check out Moonshiners. <laughs> <laughs> I it is so interesting. Before the show, I I used to think before I got familiarized with the show, I thought that moonshine exists at this point to be like that's a cheaper alcohol, but I think there's like this certain like people love it because it's stronger, right? And I mean like. And this is like the real deal, right? Because it's not like they're talking about something very hipstery, obviously, where all what was done with sage and then it was processed through this essential oil. Like this is very basic. They talk about very basic. It's just like sugar, corn, and water. That's it. Like a lot of times the water is from like the swamp that's like next to it. <laughs> the creek. Um, Sometimes they say this is clean water and you're like, that looks less clean than the <laughs> yeah. water you said was dirty. Yeah, right. So I... This is interesting. I mean, I feel it's like people have appreciation for it because, like, it's 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 a tradition, and or they want to have a stronger stuff. I mean, or do you need to be like an addict, like a? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I take it. I take it back to your to your like your grandma story. Like mm-hmm. the 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 through line between the two cultures is that. Uh, alcohol is a commodity, and everybody, mm-hmm. uh, many cultures enjoy it. And it turns out it's not that hard to make. So, like you said, you just gave the basic recipe for both beer and whiskey. Is that you just need to like th- th- you can't just set corn in there, but you have to grind it, which is like that makes for a fun episode as they run it through like a grist mill. Uh, you have to be able to expose all the sugars in the corn. You add more sugar, you add water, you add yeast, and there now you've made beer. You run it through a copper pipe. You now you've made whiskey. Like that's how easy mm. it is. Uh, so I think like the through line is like whatever culture, like whatever was nearby, whether it was potatoes or it was fruit or it was peaches, uh, it was, uh, uh, wherever you have starch and mm-hmm. sugar, you can yeah. make that into, in, into a fermented alcohol pretty easily. And if you distill that, then you have like, you have the moonshine. So I, I don't think that the, the draw for most people's moonshine is that like, oh, I made the strongest liquor and I'm going to go cross-eyed mm-hmm. and that really knocked me out. Uh, it's not like making <laughs> crack, I hope. But uh, <laughs> but I think there's like something to it. Like a, and I think, that, I think that one of the better parts of the moonshiner through line is that like each year they're like, this is all we have. All we have is dandelions this year. Mm-hmm. Or this is what so I, got, I came in contact with a truckload of peaches. So let's yeah. make it work. That's, I think, like kind of like the moonshiner ethos. And I think mm-hmm. the, sh- the show captures that pretty well. 
I actually remember, didn't you bring some nice beer last time you were here? I did. I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, like, I barely drink beer. I barely drink. So I remember Jay really enjoyed it. So, yes, you are a pro. I'm talking to a real pro. I'm like, it's all coming back, guys, you know? Uh, but that's that's interesting. Actually, um, when I was researching my old pilot that you you are familiar with, Andrew yes. Stallings, uh, the Stallings, um, I actually... Has that sold yet? Like, is that still available? Like, we should, it you should is plug still available. <laughs> that one is still available. If you want to jump on it. Yeah, exactly. ABC, you've got a Russian family. ABC. It's it's uh, it's hilarious. I'm just saying. It's, it's 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 exactly like the moonshiners, but uh, maybe that's what it should be. The Russian moonshiners. That's how I should have pitched it in the first place. But um, it, I did go to a bunch of actual like legal LA distilleries, and it was very interesting to learn about the process of like bigger distilleries, but also not giant like medium size, I guess, mm -hmm. distilleries. And it is always like, well, the base is the same for everything. It's like mm -hmm. what we do to it later, it changes the color or the flavor, but it almost like moonshine is the base of the base to me, right? Like if I think about it. Yeah, um, if, if you had a vodka made with grapes, uh, which they make here in California, and a vodka made with uh, corn or rye, you would have a hard time telling the difference. And that, not just because you're like, oh, because of your palate. No, it's like, mm -hmm. it's mostly just ethanol with like a wisp of that mm -hmm. other flavor. Like, uh, they make a big deal, like, oh, we're going to have a, a red brandy. It's going to be this red red raspberry. Like, you probably couldn't taste it that much. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll be a hint of it. And infusion is different. That's, infusion. like, afterwards. Mm -hmm. Infusions, the flavor is very, very prominent. But, like, after the distillation, most of that, most of it evaporates, and all you're left with is, is the liquor. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, who is your favorite character, guys? I mean, do you... Because I already said Sutton, that Del Close is my favorite character, even though he's unfortunately uh, just the, um, you know, the spirit. He's like the spirit. Um, he's like the Obi-Wan. Mm. Well, not even Obi-Wan. <laughs> I don't know. He's more Yoda of this of this show, I think. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, who, who are your favorite characters? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should sit on if he's the Yoda or Obi-Wan for at least 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes. I like Tim. I, I'm into it. Tim's great. I also found the one guy who's um, like the younger guy with the the beard and missing fingers. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yes, uh, you're referring to. Uh, uh, hold on, it's coming to me. Uh, Josh Owen. Josh mm -hmm. Owen. Shout out that guy. Yeah, the, tragically in the Secret Summit, saying he got in some sort of accident where he's slower now, and. <laughs> Broke his nose, jaw is. How about the finger reveal? Yeah. I think it was a motorcycle accident. Motorcycle, right? but yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. But it was like a long description of how many things he broke. Yeah, one of so, which was like, he's slower now. Like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but it's very sad. But he's still charming and uh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, Josh is like he was like a like a BMX kind of racer first oh, wow. before he was a distiller or found employment with the good people at Discovery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, he was like a semi pro, and again, it was like not that accident or that we're talking about, like another accident, like waylaid him so long that like he had to find other other employment. And so, yeah, he's he's quite a character. And the, the coolest part about there's, there's a season where he does have a partner, but for the most part, like he's the loner of the series. Like he, he, some of the guys have like a brotherhood story or like a father son, but like yeah, Josh is on his own for most of it, even if he is slower. <laughs> it, it is interesting because the only person who has their, according to my research, y'all, uh, the only person who has 
uh, their own Wikipedia page as a person based on just being the character for the show is Tickle. Yeah, Tickle is a fan favorite. He is not my favorite, but like he had his own spinoff show. Yes, oh, he's actually right? yeah. Popcorn Sutton does, but he was not a character oh. on the show. But yeah, uh, yeah. So he has his own spinoff show, and he's like married to Jail Bond, like a Bond lady that like, not Bond, like, like uh, James Bond, but a Bail Bond, <laughs> Bail <laughs> Bond lady, a Bail Bond lady, which he said chased him for years until he finally let her like oh, wow. have him. Yeah, so, so they're happily married. Uh, but yeah, he also was like not my favorite. Like he wasn't the most charming character, but he was constantly in jail, and I think that's part of like what people really liked him. Very messed up all the time. <laughs> Seems very drunk. <laughs> and he he disappears like through uh, season eight. Like he, they said he appeared, but like it was through a jail phone. Like he right, right. that whole I, I year. Did, I was there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I also was surprised with how recent the last episodes were watched because like one of them is like the character might have coronavirus. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and in that case, I'm always like, why is, at this point, right. we're three episodes in, not a single mask among... <laughs> no, no, he's going to have, to get tested, and there's there's not even, like, a discussion of, like, should I put the mask on before they freaking test me? No. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. No, there, but in that same episode, yeah, there's that speech was like, yeah, well, Shannon, you got to get close to the person. That's the rule. That's how we do it down here. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's Mark and Digger, which I think is one of the beautiful mm-hmm. brotherhood kind of stories. True. It, of, it would be the, unfair to not mention how close they are, right? Like they're, yeah, they, they're they adorable. Seem, they have great chemistry. Yeah. And, and they, they seem to disagree on some things, but not enough to like create a whole episode of conflict. And, and yeah, like the COVID thing like shows how much they genuinely care about each other. Like, well, we got to make shine, except if you're sick and then you get the day off. And that's the only time where I ever have a day off. That's true. It's, and then it's... Mark and Huck, there's another guy named Mark, which is super confusing. But there's like, one in like different state. Yeah, right. he's a different yeah. state. Like that guy doesn't have the best personality, but like, he's the most capable of all of mm-hmm. them. Like mm-hmm. he's really good at like making moonshine and like making the still and operating the saws like yeah like josh owen is like ah i'm crazy (laughs) i'm gonna throw this still in the air but like like mark's like ah using precision and and wood cutting we 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 fashioned something that like out of nothing (laughs) incredible joe do you think is there anything else we need to cover or of course andrew is there anything you want to say before we go to the ratings where we will have a chance to have our final say, but is there anything we haven't covered? Um, I guess show? I would say, Andrew, what would you say to somebody who's like, I'm not going to watch that because, you know, they they don't watch reality TV. They stay away from your duck dynasties. What would your plea to them be to get them to watch this? Uh, yes. Yeah. Or threat. Yeah, I don't know how you tell people <laughs> right. to do things. I'm pretty good my with gun. my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> like that lady on the on the bridge. I, I would say that uh, there there are certainly uh, it, this show fits within the tropes of reality TV. But if you've been burned by reality TV before by the complete manufacture of, of conflict, I would say this is this is far better because there are conflicts that are probably uh, pushed on by the producers and and some of the situations seem a little far-fetched but 
you get such a variety of these conflicts of like of a group that's like fighting society and societal norms, uh, the laws. Uh, sometimes fate, like, are, are, is it? Are they gonna? It, will they be able to uh, get the mash done before the rain comes down and they're thwarted? Uh, other times, it's just straight up nature. Did uh, did like the, the their, their own construction uh, fell their dreams? Uh, other times, it is uh, man. There's always a mysterious like somebody was on their site, or was that the police, or was that the law, or was it just teenagers <laughs> coming in? Uh, and, and also like a, a certain there's a certain code and ethos that like you pick up real quick, and then you understand that the this code of the moonshiners, though not written down or laid out, like once you understand that that's how they live and that's how uh, the show works. It, it's it's a really it's a really fantastic reality show to check out. Wonderful. Great. Why don't we do some ratings, Joe? Do you want to start? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go with a Duck Dynasty. Let's use that as my rating a rating point, and I'm gonna put mm-hmm. that at uh three. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Why? Why so low? It's interesting, but th- there's definitely it's more fake. It's it's Kardashians. It's you're not really learning anything about anything. It's just these family being goofy, and the family is very questionable. So there's that. There's there's a lot there. So I just I don't I could have some fun watching it, but it feels a lot more hollow. So compared to that, I'm gonna put Moonshiners at eight. Nice. I think it does get held back a little bit by its reality show trappings, while that's also kind of what makes it so watchable. But I do think this conversation has helped hone in why it it is a lot more palatable than a lot of reality shows, and it is offering a lot of informa- quality information, good, like, real characters, and, uh, yeah, I think you do get a lot out of it that's beyond just, like, uh-oh, we're going to get in trouble because our wives are mad that we didn't clean the house, so what do we do? You know, it's not those, mm-hmm. like, hijinks. This is all, like, to their craft and all that. So, uh, yeah, eight. Wow. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I will actually, if I may, use two shows to uh, establish the scale. Since we mentioned Kardashian, Kardashians, y'all, I'm going to take Kardashians and I'm going to put oh. it on the scale first. And uh, it will be um, one. Mm. Kardashians will be one. I think the show should not be exist. <laughs> I detest everything that those people are. And I think watching those shows makes you a dumber person with time. So uh kills your, uh, you know, any, any progress you've made as a human being. Uh, <laughs> it makes you uh, just degrade and probably pass on irreversibly to your children um the show that i would put at a 10 is alone because uh, i would say alone to me is as big there as like my favorite most favorite movies of all time like i, I think it's like the citizen kane of and i don't want to say reality shows i think it's citizen kane of just like shows at all together including the nicole kidman show undoing that we mentioned on this uh <laughs> podcast that i haven't seen but i, I, I seen i'm telling you alone <laughs> is better than undoing like i'm i'm here to tell you alone is a 10 please check out our former episodes with the stars of the show mm. definitely watch season six which is the best alone show and 
just enjoy it. I had to promote it. I, don't, I get nothing from it, but it's, it's changed my life, that show. It's changed my life and made me a better person. Um, shout out to our friend Zeb and Heidi who recommended it. And the show that I, uh, we're discussing here, our lovely Moonshiners, would probably go to four on the scale. So, mm. I, and actually, it's, it's, a gr- it's, it's been a little bit of growth happened. I would have probably given it three or like 2.5 before this discussion. In this discussion, I did, I did realize that like it was bad of me, kind of unfair to, to ignore the, uh, the mundane but very th- thorough de- depiction of the process. And I think like the craftsmanship is a big part of the show. And even though it was not something I was interested in watching it, but I actually respect how thoroughly it was edited and like done and people this was like the most real thing about the show i think it's like not them telling the story but like them building a freaking giant distillery in the middle of forest and like Mm -hmm. that is what i like about the show um uh, but i probably wouldn't seek it out therefore it's four i probably i would turn on off off the tv it was on so that's why it's (laughs) five but uh i'm still happy that i got to uh get a little closer to that part of my dna that is moonshiners style so i appreciate that what about you andrew uh, uh, all right. So I I haven't seen alone, but that that is a good. Gotta watch uh, it. That I am I'm intrigued now to see if that might be uh, the next show that I enjoy. I don't think uh, I don't think alone is going to beat out Moonshiners in my book because of my personal experience with like home mm-hmm. fermentation, mm-hmm. Uh, where I can be like, oh, that is I see what you're doing and I I recognize how accurate it is. Uh, so I, I, I think come back and tell us because you're gonna come back with some I, I different might, I, topic, <laughs> and I would love to just like insert a little bit, inject a little bit. What did you think of season six, which is okay. what you should start I'm actually, watching? I'm on actually Netflix. gonna write write that down. Season so next, six is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a little um, bonus bonus episode. It'll be just like end. a bonus. Like, can you follow yeah. up? Like, we talked about something else, and Andrew, can you follow up and tell us what you thought of season six alone? Anyway, because uh, you know you don't need to know what happened before. Uh, but okay, so then so, where... so I still think, it, I, and I think that, that so for me, it, like there is a personal connection, and I, I'm not a moonshiner, but I understand the science part of it, and for me that resonates really well. It's like it's like watching a cooking show for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, ah, I see what they're yeah. doing, and they're like, oh, I can take this away or use that for something else. Uh, That's how I yeah. watch dog training shows, by the way. <laughs> Not yeah, cooking. Yes. Cooking, like, I'm like, why am I here? Can I go? But, like, yeah, definitely dog training. Cool. Uh, I, I admit that some of the some of the conflict is manufactured, like, when they have a sit-down or, like, you're going to mm-hmm. kick up or have a fight over, like, what you done did to my still. Like, I, mm-hmm. I get that. But, like, that's, that's the price I pay for reality TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is manufactured, and mm-hmm. I know that. It's like Doritos. I, I understand it went through s- whatever that spice is on there. <laughs> I, 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 I admit that that's not real. But I still enjoy consuming it, <laughs> so it's up there. Uh, the Kardashians, I think that's a great comparison because uh, this is, or a Duck Dynasty, because like uh, again, like uh, you know, you have two groups. Like you know, you mentioned like Tim Smith is is a terrific character. Also, in real life, like Tim Smith has climax moonshine. Like he mm-hmm. runs that. That's a real thing. That is a huge <laughs> product. That it's like, and it's better than like a decoy duck. 
Uh, but the same story goes for it. But like, uh, Which Kardashians know. is filled with. Yeah. And, and Mark and Digger, Mark like, and Digger have their line of, of alcohols too. So like, it's not their moonshine per se, but like, you know, they put their stamp on it. And I'm like, I, I get that maybe there's like a, you argue that they're commercializing uh, the moonshine or lifestyle. But I say it means that they have the skill to actually produce what they claim to. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, uh, again, I, I'm going to put it at a, at a nine out of 10, uh, Oof. only because so I understand there's some, manuf- what's that? We're, we're the Kardashians here. Just oh, quickly. the Kardashians are one. We need one. to start with like other stuff. And then like, okay. I want to see in the, in the, yes. So I yeah. agree that Kardashians are one in, in a baseline world of them being one. Uh, I can't weigh in on, uh, <laughs> alone or if a duck dynasty is, uh, is a, is a three. Yeah. I, I'd say that's, that's a good measure of scale. And like, why this one is like six or seven points down from that is is because of the reality of the construction, uh, the manufacture, the distillation, uh, and the true story and the chemistry that come from some of these relationships. So alone is a nine. I'm sorry, not alone. Jesus Christ. So so the um, moonshiners is nine or ten. I I put it at nine. It's, it's a near perfect what this, reality show. Why not ten? What is, uh, what is it I, I think there is some uh, there's room for improvement and if it had actually been moonshine what if they really did make it like that there that'd be a 10 10 of a show if I knew for sure that there wasn't a uh, 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 vinegar water solution cleaning their still in those scenes mm-hmm. and they're actually putting 200 proof liquor I down mm-hmm. that 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 would make yeah. the icing on the cake I I'd say but this is gonna be it's like gonna be like pro wrestling like I get that the stories are manufactured, mm-hmm. but the pain is real. Mm-hmm. These guys are experiencing yeah. it. And that's why I, I, I leave it at a nine. Wow. What a journey. That, that was awesome. I'm, uh, again, I, I'm just impressed that uh, I like, it was like repressed memories. <laughs> yeah, the, you found a walking connection. Into, <laughs> walking to my grandma's like a little shed and seeing like a weird apparatus. I remember being like seven years old and being like, what is it? And it's like, oh, mom, grandma is making moonshine. <laughs> Siberian stuff. In Russian, it's guys not called moonshine. It's called samagonka, which means self-made. It's like any American, oh. self-made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that American life. <laughs> cool. Well, and, and this has been American life. <laughs> this has been American life. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, I, I, I interrupted you there in the ratings, but I just wanted to edit it, um, edit it so that it's like building up to that reveal and I'll do that. So I think we have enough for that. Um, great, Andrew, that was awesome. Um, thank you for coming on to this podcast. Can you tell us what's been going on with you? Can you give us little plugs where people can find you on the internets if they have it? Yeah, so uh, I'd like to take a little, little few, few seconds on self-promotion. Uh, yeah. You can always find me at infamouscornelius.com. Mm. It's uh, infamous, and then my last name, Cornelius, all one word, smooshed together. And I, I use that more as like a portal of all the things that I'm into. All the uh, things Cornel- Cornelius. Yeah, whether it's uh, the videos uh, uh, or the uh, chance to purchase the audiobooks. Uh, so I'm, uh, that's a, kind of a COVID thing is that uh, I've kind of migrated. The acting work has dried up quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, but the audiobooks are there to be manufactured that's every awesome. day, every day. <laughs> Dude, uh, but, so but you're I'm like reading to... books all day? That's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I try to stick to uh, the nonfiction because I can crank them out faster. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Joe, you'll appreciate that. Like getting the voice right, either can, there's two ways to do it. Uh, you either have to like consistently record in that voice all the way through and then re-edit it, or you have to like I, I like to use like a like a like a keyword to prompt it, like the change of voice. Uh, mm-hmm. So like if I was like doing a, a sassy southern lady, I'm like, hey baby, da 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 da, yeah. hey baby, da 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 da. Like so I'm always in the same head voice yeah uh, mm. not narrator voice but then i have to go back out and take out the hey baby because the narr- <laughs> the uh, the author didn't write that in. yeah that, like yeah. that helps me get into that's those kind of words quickly yeah wow but that's like ends up being better quality right like for you to have the differentiation even it, though you have to go back and take out the hey baby yeah, yes it, it allows incredible. for consistency so that if you were to listen to mm-hmm. it like that yeah so that's that's wow. uh th- and then um you know, I'm, I'm working on, uh, soon I hope, my own YouTube video podcast of uh, the story I told about, like, the Toki Whiskey. But uh, it's uh, Quaffing with Cornelius was a show that uh, existed for a second on the Internet. And now there's mm-hmm. a demand for Quaffing with mm. Cornelius at home. And uh, it's, it's a similar format to what we've experienced here. Uh, the difference is uh, just more alcoholic beverages instead of coffee. That's amazing. That's amazing. I can't wait to quaff. Yes. Everybody wants so, to quaff. Well, you know, we might do a, maybe there's room for a cross-promotional episode. Cross-quaff. Uh, yeah, cross-quaff. <laughs> Joe, what about you? What's going on? You know, you could check out my uh, new comic books coming out on Christmas to patrons at patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. And if you were to sign up before, what, I, I'm going to mess up saying this. If I get 10. Just do it again because I have to edit, edit <laughs> this little, my whole thing at the end anyway. Check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. I have a comic book coming out on Christmas. But if I get 25 patrons before then, I'll release the comic immediately. So right Ooh. now, it could already have happened. And the comic book will be out. <laughs> we don't know. We're in the future right now, y'all. We don't know what we happened. don't know. So yeah, check we- it out. <laughs> Our voices are stuck in the past. But you, you may have already dropped the comic. That's true. And you got 30 subscribers i think yeah we don't know the number could be ticking up to 50 and 60 (laughs) right now awesome well thank you guys thank you andrew for coming on to this podcast again please come back soon i will i I look forward to uh shutting up and and loving it (laughs) again thanks joe for hosting with me you got it Thank you, Spoon, for not barking, even though you're in bed with me here. As I continue to heal, which is what I am looking forward in my life. Thank you, Bright Walker, for this amazing song. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for this awesome artwork. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.